Polo grounds may never be the same, but uh, won't really matter very much because this is the final game of the season here, and the Mets are scheduled to open up next year at the new municipal stadium at Flushing Meadows. So right now, we'll get along to the business of giving you starting lineups and batting orders for the regular game. For the Chicago Cubs, starting the day is going to be rookie Billy Ott. He is a New York boy, of course. He is 21 years of age, has been playing at San Antonio. Billy Ott will be playing right field and leading off. Kenny Hubbs will be playing second base and batting second. Ernie Banks will be batting third and playing first base. Billy Williams will be in left field batting fourth. Nelson Matthews will be playing center field batting fifth. Ron Sato will be batting sixth and playing third base. Alex Gramas will be playing short and batting seventh. Juno Barrigan will be batting eighth and catching. And George Gerberman will be pitching and batting ninth. Manager Casey Stengel of the New York Mets has now come out of the dugouts, heading out to the home plate area, and Dusty Buggins. Will be umpiring behind the plate is on his way out. Now Charlie Metro is bringing out the lineup card for the Chicago Cubs. Charlie Metro has had a long run as the head coach of the Chicago Cubs in their multi-coach system. He has been uh, at the helm since uh, June. Now here comes Stan Landis and Vinnie Smith to join the umpiring corps. And Mel Steiner now coming out of the dugout. with uh, New York boy Billy Ott in the lineup. Of course, they have rookie Nelson Matthews in there, whom they have just brought up, and George Gerberman making his start. He is from El Campo, Texas. He's only 20 years of age. At Wenatchee this year, he won 13 and he lost five. Right now, the New York Mets are taking the field here at the Polo Ground. Checking them around defensively. Ed Cranville is at first base. Rod Keneal is at second base. Helio Chacon is at shortstop. And Sammy Drake is at third. Frank Thomas is going out to left field. Jim Hickman is moving out to center. And Joe Christopher out to right. Choo Choo Coleman is the catcher. And Bob Miller is the pitcher. Rogers is the umpire at the plate. Dan Landis at first, Vinny Smith at second, and Mel Steiner on at third. Bob Miller firing down the warm-up tosses. As Lou Klein has come out to the coach's box at first base for the Chicago Cubs. And Charlie Metro is around at first. Now, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem.
fans who are smokers, ever find yourself with a 3 nothing Charlie against you? Those cigarettes you're smoking suddenly taste flat, dry, and hot? Then it's time you made a switch. And I don't mean to those weak menthol brands some people try out as pinch hitters. They just haven't got what it takes. I mean a real change to cool. Tell you something, your cigarette's not tasting cool enough till you come up to cool. Cool's refreshing menthol magic actually brightens taste. You'll feel extra coolness in your throat all day long. Extra coolness no other cigarette can give you. Here's the first pitch. It is to Ott, and he sends a ground ball down to Cranepool. He plays over to Miller, covering in time for the Ott. So, New Yorker Billy Ott has grounded out. Three to one if you're scoring, and that'll bring up Chen up. Ott is 21 years of age, and San Antonio this year, he led the league in triples and hit 278. He had 23 home runs. And now Kenny Hubbs at the plate for the Chicago Cubs. Pitches in there for a call strike. Yes, sir, you can take it from me. You better come up all the way up to cool. Get cool filter kings with a pure white filter or cool without filter. Feel that extra coolness in your throat. Pitch is low to Kenny Up. It's one and one. You know, the makers of Cools are very happy to be bringing you these baseball games. They especially hope that you'll enjoy this one, the final one at the polo ground. Swing and a foul ball. One and two. So why don't you change to Cools? One ball, two strikes to Kenny Hubbs, right-hand batter, as right-handed Bob Miller. Things to pitch a little outside, and it's ball two. It's two and two. So far this season, the Chicago Cubs and the New York Mets have played 14 games. They have won seven each. Miller's pitch sails high, and it's three and two. Bob Miller has won none and lost 12 this season. Ernie Banks is now on deck for the Chicago Cubs. A full count to the Cubs' second baseman. Miller now with the windup and the payoff pitch, slowing away, and he walked in. So Kenny Hubbs goes down to first base with a base on ball. First given up by Bob Miller. Hubbs becomes the first base runner of the game, and that brings up Ernie Banks. Banks is hitting 274. He has 36 home runs and 103 runs batted in. He's in there. It's strike one. Miller working from a stretch position with Kenny Hubs, the base runner, first and one man out. As a pitch out, nothing on. It's one and one. Bob Miller is making his 20th start and his 32nd appearance of this season. Against the Cubs, uh, Miller has had two starts and one relief appearance. His record, no victories and one loss against the Cubs. That pitch outside. Two and one. In case you missed scores last night. In the National League, the Phillies beat the Cincinnati Reds 2-1. to one. The Los Angeles Dodgers beat the St. Louis Cardinals 4-1. to one. And the Houston Colt 45s beat the Giants 6-5. to five. Base runners going as a swing and a foul ball. Back and out of play. 2-2. Two, two. Ernie Banks, who was 
in successive years voted the most valuable player in the National League. Swing and a miss. He stuck him out, two away. That, of course, the first strikeout for Bob Miller and a big one. Brings up Philly Williams, left-hand batter and left fielder. Williams is hitting 304 for the season with 22 home runs. As we start playing the National League this afternoon, the Dodgers on top, the San Francisco Giants four games out, Cincinnati Reds seven games out, the Pittsburgh Pirates ten games out, Milwaukee 18 and a half, St. Louis 21, and Philadelphia now only 21 and a half games out and only a half game back of the St. Louis Cardinals as a throw to first, not in time. That pitch is in there for a call strike to Billy Williams. Magic number for the Dodgers is now four, and in the American League, the magic number for the Yankees is two. Any combination of Dodger victories and giant losses totaling four will give the Dodgers the pennant. Pitches outside, one and one. Any combination of Yankee wins and Minnesota losses totaling two will give the pennant to the New York Yankees. Miller into the stretch position. His Hubs lead. He's digging, and the pitch is inside, getting away, coming all the way back in the dirt, rolling back to the backside. Hubs around second. He's on his way to third. Choo-choo Coleman retrieves the ball. We'll find out how the official score is going to rule it. Pass ball or wild pitch. As Hubs was running on the pitch and moved all the way to third. Two balls and one strike to count now to Billy Williams at the plate. Scored as a wild pitch in the dirt. This is game number 156 for the Mets for the season. Pitch is high. Three balls and one strike to Billy Williams with Nelson Matthews on deck. This is the third game of the series. Uh, Mets won on Friday night, and the Cubs won yesterday afternoon. Miller's working straight away. Here's a 3-1 pitch. It's high, and he walked him. That's the second walk given up in this inning by Bob Miller. Sends Billy Williams to first. Guinea Hubs holding it third, and Nelson Matthews coming up. He has been up 30 times and has six hits for an average of an even 200. He is from Columbia, Illinois. He's 21 years of age. Played at Wenatchee, Washington in the Northwest League this year. Hit 368. Had 24 home runs there. Broke in with the Cubs with a Grand Slam home run. It's a swing and a ground ball going through the hole into left field for a base hit. Kenny Hebb comes out to score. Billy Williams holds it second. And holding it first is Nelson Matthews. With a ground single to left, a run batted in, a hub scoring from third, and the Cubs are out in front by a score of one to nothing, with Ron Santo coming up. Santo's the third baseman, hitting 230, but he has 17 home runs. They've had him all up and down that batting order. They've used him as a leadoff man. They've batted him second. They've batted him fifth. He's been all up and down the line. Two men out. That pitch is high to Santo. Ball one. 
Runners leading at first and second bases. Sando was rookie of the year. His first year with the Cubs, year before last. 1960 season. Here's a swing and a ground ball. Foul. Charlie Metro, the coach at third, fields it. Cubs, of course, do not have a field manager as such. They call him the head coach. They do not have a general manager as such. They have an executive vice president. The followers of the Chicago Cubs generally have been disappointed at their season's performance in spring training. It had been expected by many that the Cubs uh, might come along this season. Here's pitch. Swung on at a ground ball to third, taken deep by Sammy Drake, and he steps on the back for the force. That retires the side. So in the top of the first, the Cubs got one run on one hit. There were no errors. And two men left. So at the end of one half inning of play, the score is the Chicago Cubs won and the New York Mets coming up nothing. Well, you've heard that gag about a one-game winning streak. But say, you fans who are smokers, did you ever find you were having a one-puff winning streak with your cigarettes? That brand you've been smoking ever began to taste hot and dry after the first puff? When things are going that way, folks, it's time you made a switch. It's time you changed to cool. Fact is, your cigarette's not tasting cool enough unless you're smoking cool. That's because cool's menthol magic actually brightens taste. It's refreshing all day through. You'll feel extra coolness in your throat all day long. Extra coolness no other cigarette simply can give you because they just don't have that menthol magic that cool's got. So get out of that smoking slump. Come up, all the way up to cool. Get cool filter kings with the pure white filter or cool without filter. Now on with the game. The makers of cool are happy to be a part of bringing you these games. And they have brought them to you, of course, all season long. And they especially hope that you're enjoying this, the final game of the season at the Polo Ground. The Mets will send up Elio Chacon to lead off the shortstop. Elio is batting 236 for the season. Two home runs and 25 runs batted in. George Gerberman on the mound for the Chicago Cubs from El Campo, Texas. He is 20 years of age with 13 and 5 at Wenatchee. That's Wenatchee, Washington in the Northwest League. This is his first Major League appearance. So here comes George Gerberman's first Major League pitch. He winds, he fires, and it's high for ball one. Chacon, of course, a right-hand batter. That pitch is right in there. Government seemed to be aiming that one, wanted to be sure and not get too far behind on the first man he has faced in the major league. Just one and one. Salahim is coaching at first base for the Mets, and Cookie Lavagetta around at third. That pitch is low. Casey Stengel had Sally Hemus as the side man at third for most of the season. And then when Sally went on a scouting trip to Texas, he moved Lavagetta over there and left him. That pitch is high, and it's two balls and one strike now. Choo-choo Coleman on deck for the Mets. Here's the 3-1 pitch. 
low and he walked him. So young George Gerberman has walked the first man he faces in the major leagues. And that brings up Choo Choo Coleman. Choo Choo is hitting 254 with six home runs and 17 runs batted in. Choo Choo was selected for the Mets off the roster of the Philadelphia Phillies, was with them in spring training, was the first Met hero when he got a pinch homer against the St. Louis Cardinals. The second game of the exhibition season, the Mets went on to win that one. The swing and a miss. Choo Choo then was sent on to Syracuse before the Major League season opened, and at Syracuse, strangely enough, was used a great deal as an outfielder. Then the Mets brought him up, and Casey Stengel uh, put him in there behind the plate. Casey liked uh, his hustle and his speed, and Choo Choo has become quite a favorite, and uh, has been able to hit the ball for distance. Chacon's running, has a ground ball, it's fair, inside the bag at first, it's down the line and right, Chacon's on his way to first, Choo on his way to second. And the play comes in, and holding at third is Chacon, and holding at second is Choo Choo Coleman with a double. Well, the hit and run was on with Elio Chacon moving on the pitch. And Chuchu Coleman slashed the ball just inside the bag at first. Journey Banks came over, reached for it, but could not feel the ball. And the Mets now have runners at second and third. And Joe Christopher's coming up. Christopher has been hitting the ball especially well the past month. He has a season batting average now 253. Six almost 30 runs batted down. And that pitch is in there for a call strike. It's to Christopher. It's a swing out of fly ball to short right field. Coming in is Billy Ott, but Ken Hubbs has gone out and called. Hubbs makes the catch. Chacon draws the throw and goes back. There's no advance one away. Right now, we pause for station identification. This is WGY's Connected E810 on your dial, where the time is now 25 minutes before 3 o'clock. This is Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Geiner at the polo grounds, where Frank Thomas is coming up. Runners at second and third and one man out. Big Frank with 32 home runs this season. He is tied with Roger Maris of the Yankees for the New York home run lead of the season. That pitch is high to Thomas. Frank's hitting 260 for the season. 32 homers and 90 runs batted in. Pitches in there for a call strike to Ed Greenville is on deck now. He's the youngster signed out of James Monroe High School this year by the New York Mets. A muchly sought-after young player. Made his Major League debut yesterday. Again, Gerberman with the pitch. Swung on it. It's a ground ball to third. Here's a play at the plate, and Chacon is hung up. He is tagged out, and now Coleman is hung up. Being chased back by Sato, and now they have him in a rundown. And he is tagged out, and the ball gets away, and he is tagged out again, and now he's out. And the side is retired. The ground ball to third, taken by Sando. He played to the plate to Kuno Farragut, so the play on Chacon went from five to two to five. And then the play went from five to four to two to six. On Coleman, 
With Thomas, of course, on, on the field is choice, and the side is retired in the bottom half of the first inning. The Mets got no runs on one hit, no errors, and one man left. And at the end of one full inning, a play of the score is Chicago Cup won the New York Mets nothing. This, of course, the final game of the season for the Mets here at the Polo Grounds, and next year they're scheduled to open up in a new stadium. Next year you'll be able to see your Mets in entirely new surroundings at the beautiful new Flushing Meadows Stadium. Work on this new ballpark has progressed to the extent that the Mets are now accepting applications for season boxes and combination plan tickets. Prospective purchases may send names and addresses to ticket manager Polo Grounds, New York 39, New York, and application blanks will be sent them. Present subscribers need not apply because applications will be mailed automatically to them. The Chicago Cubs coming up in the top half of the second, sending up Alex Gramas. Facing young Bob Miller. Pitches low for a ball. Miller, of course, would like nothing better than to get into the victory column on this, the last game of the season at the Polo Ground, since he has not been able to win a game this season. Has had stretches in which he has pitched some fine baseball. Bringing a high fly ball to left, going deep is Frank Thomas. He's back there on the edge of the warning track, and he makes the catch for the out. So Alex Thomas flat out to left, one away, and Kuno Berrigan, the catch, is coming up. Well, the Mets, it seemed, had a great scoring opportunity there in the first inning, in case you have joined us the last few minutes. Chacon walked, Choo-Choo Coleman doubled, sending Chacon to third, so the Mets had runners at second and third with nobody out. Christopher popped out uh, to short right, and Thomas hit a ground ball to Santo, which was turned into a double play. Pitch is in there for a call strike. Swing and a miss by Keno Barrigan. Strike two to continue. After Chacon had been tagged out and Choo Choo Coleman was caught in the rundown, the tag was made on him by catcher Barrigan at third, but then he dropped the ball. It rolled about three feet away and was simply picked up by Alex Gramis, who then tagged Coleman out. Swings and misses. Strike three. Struck him out. Second strike out for Miller, two away, nobody on, and pitcher George Gerberman coming up. There's a pitch going on, it's a blooper to first base, second by Crane Bull for the out that retires the side. So the Cubs are out in order in the top half of the first of the second inning with no runs on, no hits, no errors, and none left. At the end of an inning and a half, the score is Chicago Cubs won the New York Mets nothing. And now a word from Cool Cigarette. If your cigarette tastes hot. If your cigarette tastes dry. You're not smoking cool enough. And here's, here's the reason why. Your cigarette's not tasting cool enough. Unless you're smoking cool. You're not smoking cool enough Till you come up to cool Cool's menthol magic brightens taste Refreshing all day through Feel extra coolness in your throat As cool comes through for you You're not smoking cool 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 enough till you come up To cool Enjoy the extra coolness you feel in your throat when you smoke cool. Enjoy that bright, clear taste all day long. Come up to cool with the pure white filter. 
or cool without filter. The New York Mets will send up Ed Cranepool now to face young George Gerberman. So we have here a situation of a pitcher who is making his Major League debut against a batter who made his Major League debut yesterday. Cranepool was up one time yesterday without a hit. Left-hand batter. And the ground ball right back to Gerberman. He plays it on the first base in time. So there's one away, and that'll bring up Sammy Drake. Sammy Drake is switch hitter. He'll be batting left against the right-hand pitcher here. Drake has been up 40 times in that eight hit. Gerberman starts the pitching motion. And it's a fastball in there for a call, strike one. Jim Hickman is on deck now for the New York Mets. Again, the pitch. Swainson lines it into the glove, uh, banks it first for the out. Sammy Drake lining it right into the glove of first baseman Ernie Banks for the second out. And with nobody on, Jim Hickman is coming up. Hickman is hitting 251. He has 13 home runs and 45 runs batted in. Hickman's a right-hand batter. Settles his stuff into the batter's box. That's Gerberman. He's into the windup, and here is the pitch. A breaking ball right in there for a call. Strike, slow curveball. Strike one. Gerberman getting a sign from Juno Barrigan. Pitches in there for a call, strike two. Swing and a miss, strike three. Struck him out. That is the first strikeout for Gerberman as he gets Hickman swinging, and Gerberman retired the side in order in the bottom of the second with no runs on no hits, no errors, and none left. The end of two innings to play, the score is... Chicago Cubs won, and the New York Mets, nothing. Well, of course, the college football season has begun all around the country, which reminds us that there'll be a big football game played here next Saturday afternoon. The colorful and exciting Army football squad will appear here at the Polo Grounds Saturday, September 29th, in a major college game against Syracuse. In addition to the football game itself, spectators will have an opportunity to see the Corps of Cadets of the United States Military Academy who will put on one of their stirring and memorable parades here in the ballpark before the game. Tickets for this two-for-one show are on sale now at all three of the Met ticket outlets, one located here at the Polo Grounds, one at Grand Central Station, and one at Pennsylvania Station. Bob Miller taking the warm-up tosses as we'll be moving to the top half of the third inning here. And it'll be the top of the batting order coming up for the Chicago Cubs. Now, Miller has just about completed his warm-ups. There's a throw going down to second base. We're all set to go, and all set to go right here is Ralph Kiner. Okay, Lindsay, it'll be Billy Yacht, local New York boy, coming to bat for the second time. 
in this game and his second appearance in the Polo Grounds. Billy Ott, before the game, told us that he did at one time think about signing with the Giants and playing in right field after the fashion of Mel Ott. But then the Chicago Cubs persuaded him, not with money, but with talk, to join their organization, and that's how he got here the hard way, as far as the Giant fans are concerned. Ott hit 23 home runs at San Antonio, and he takes the first pitch for ball one. High fastball. 21 years of age, he attended Cardinal Hayes High School in New York City. Fastball bounced down to Cranepole. He takes it one-handed. Wins the race to the bag. That's out number one here in the top of the third. So both times that... Billy Ott has been to bat. He has grounded out to first base. And that brings up right-hand batting Kent Hubbs. Ott, incidentally, is a switch hitter. Hubbs batting 263. Five home runs and 49 runs batted in. He reached first base in yesterday's game five times successfully. Fastball hit hard in the ground. Dug out by Rod Keneal. The throw to first base in time. Rod Keneal going to his right made a good play coming up with the ball. It was well hit. And now the Mets have two men out and Ernie Banks to contend with. Ernie struck out swinging his first time up. One of two strikeout victims for Bob Miller. Miller has given up only one hit in allowing one run. And he has walked two. And the first pitch to Banks is low. Fastball for ball one. Ernie batting 274, 36 home runs and 103 runs batted in. Miller reading the signs from Coleman now. Winds and back to bank. There's a line drive down the left field line. It is a foul ball. Ball bouncing off of the wall in the short hop taken by Frank Thomas. And that ball just curved foul at the last minute. Foul by about two inches. Called foul by third base umpire Mel Steiner, who had run on out to make the call. So the count goes even to one ball and one strike, and Banks comes back to the batter's box. Two men out to score one nothing in favor of the Cubs. Ball hit by Banks was in fair territory until the very last second just before it hit the wall in the short hop. Now Banks looks at the curve. It's down in the dirt. Ball two. That's a good sign when you can make a ball curve to your left when you're hitting that your hands are working fast and that the bat head speed is very fast. Now the 2-1 count. It's low for ball three. Paul Miller after the foul ball working the count to 3-1. With two men out. The on-deck batter is Billy Williams. Now the wind-up and the delivery. And there's a pop-up on the first base side. Crane Bull calling. And he makes the catch to retire the side as Bob Miller retires the Cubs. One, two, three. And the score at the end of two and one-half innings to play. The Cubs won. The New York Mets. Nothing. Hey, we really had a wonderful day on Rheingold Day, August 4th at the Polo Grounds. All of us got to meet the six beautiful candidates for Miss Rheingold 1963. And let me tell you, if I had my way, they'd all be next year's Miss Rheingold. Beautiful? I'll say.
Really, the decision is up to you. Your votes will decide whether Carol, Prue, Eileen, Beverly, Loretta, or Chris will be your Miss Rheingold 1963. The next time you're buying beer, as beer should taste, in any one of the 45,000 stores and taverns that sell New York's favorite beer, Rheingold Extra Dry, drop in a vote or two for your favorite candidate. And right now, while you're enjoying the game, why not enjoy a glass of Rheingold Extra Dry with the flavor that's brisk and bright and clean, clear through. Don't forget now, next dance you get, vote for your favorite miss, Miss Rheingold 1963. Mets will play Milwaukee two night games on Tuesday and Wednesday and finish up the season in Chicago Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Of course, all those games will come to you over the New York Mets baseball network. And now it's Rod Cadeal here in the bottom half of the third. Right hand batting second baseman. Rod batting 253. And the first pitch is taken low, ball one. Cadeal going out as Odebunt then pulling off. Rod has four home runs and 27. Runs batted in for the year. George Guberman, right-hand pitcher, into the windup, and the ball is hit down to short. Taken there by Alex Ramos. The throw to Banks in time for out number one. So now Guberman, with six outs in a row, the only base hit against him by Clarence Goldman, a double to right field. And now he'll be pitching to Bob Miller, right-hand batting pitcher. Bob batting 139. Gooberman has struck out one and walked one in two and one-third innings. And the first pitch to Bob Miller, outside for ball one. One ball and no strikes. And the pitch back is hit to center field. Matthews there waiting. And he makes the catch. So two men out now. And the batter will be Elio Chacon. Elio walked his first time up. Right hand batting shortstop. Batting 236. At Pittsburgh, the Milwaukee Braves five, the Pirates nothing. Tony Cloninger against Bob Friend. Friend trying to win his 19th. Home runs by Matthews and Hank Aaron. Matthews is 28th, and Aaron is 42nd. Here's a first pitch to Elias Chacon, a strike call. At Philadelphia, Cincinnati one, Philadelphia nothing through three. John Satoris going against Chris Short. Pitch back to Chacon inside and high. One ball and one strike. At St. Louis, the Dodgers with the magic number of four have Don Drysdale on the mound. He has 125 and lost seven. He'll be opposed by Larry Jackson with a 14 and 11 record. Now to Chacon, ball two. Pitch high again. Two balls and one strike with two men out. Score one nothing in favor of the Cubs, bottom half of the third. San Francisco is scheduled at Houston. Now Chacon looks at the strike on the outside corner, and that moves the count to two balls and two strikes. George Guberman into the windup, and the pitch to Chacon. Low for ball three. Full count now. Three balls and two strikes. Three and two. 
Overman taking the sign. Now winds and pitches to Chacon. Tie for ball four. Chacon walks and now Clarence Coleman. Second walk issued by Guberman. And Coleman comes in. He's the only man to pick up a base hit against the right-hander. Also in the American League, Minnesota one, Baltimore two at the end of four. Dick Stigman going against Chuck Estrada. Boston at Washington, postponed because of rain. Cleveland at Los Angeles and Detroit at Kansas City. Going at first, he has a big lead, and the pitch to Coleman is swung on a miss, strike one. Slow curveball, Coleman out in front. Well, the St. Louis Cardinals have turned the tables on the Dodgers. They have scored three runs off John Drysdale in their half of the first, and they lead the game now three to two. Drysdale and Larry Jackson. Right here, the score one to nothing in favor of the Cubs. Mets with a time run at first base and two men out. Bottom half of the third inning. Coleman waiting on the left-hand side of the plate. And the pitch back is a slow curveball. Popped up in the shallow left field. Coming on quickly, Bill Williams. And he makes a guess to retire the side. And the Mets in the third inning had a base runner on a walk. No runs and no hits. One man was left. And the score at the end. Of three innings of play. The Chicago Cubs won. The New York Mets, nothing. Well, this is the last game here at the Polo Grounds, and if you happen to be listening here in the stadium, real good idea as a memento of the return of National League Baseball to New York is to pick up a copy of the new and completely revised Mets yearbook. It contains a history of many famous sporting events which took place right here in the Polo Grounds, boxing and football as well as baseball, biographies and photos of all the Met players, manager Casey Stengel and the coaching staff, and pages of action pictures. And you can purchase it right here at the Polo Grounds for 50 cents. Or if you would like to mail in for it, simply write to Mets Yearbook, Polo Grounds, New York, 39, New York, and enclose 50 cents. It will certainly be a souvenir which will become a collector's item. Speaking of collector's items, as this is the final home game of the season, and Rheingold Extra Drive would just like to tell you what a pleasure it has been to be able to bring you the Mets on radio and TV. There's still a week left of baseball action on the road, and you can be sure the Rheingold Extra Drive will bring you every bit of it. So why don't you settle back and enjoy this game, presented by Rheingold Extra Drive. And you'll enjoy it even more, I'd say, with a fine cold glass of Rheingold Extra Drive right at your side. Now Bob Miller all set to go here in the top of the fourth inning. The score one nothing in favor of the Cubs. Bob looking for his first win of the year. He has lost 12 in... 20 starts and 32 appearances. Bob will be pitching to Billy Williams, left-hand batting left fielder. And here's the first pitch. Curveball, a good one. Swung on a miss, strike one. Miller has a real sharp curveball. His big problem is control. He has a good sinking fastball to go along. And he's had a lot of bad luck. Now the one-strike pitch. Right through for strike two. Bob Miller to Billy Williams as Williams leads off here. Leads off here in the top of the fourth. On deck batter, Nelson Matthews. He has driven in the only run of the game. Now the curve, it bounces in the dirt. Taken on the first stop by Coleman. One ball, two strikes. 
Williams walked his first time up. He's batting 304 with 22 home runs, 91 runs batted in. Fine year after being the rookie of the year last year. Here's the one-two pitch to the left-hand batter. Bounce right through the middle. Williams going for a high fastball. Pitch was out of the strike zone, and he picks up a base hit. That is hit number two. Off of Bob Miller, it will bring up Nelson Matthews, who has the other base hit in the game. Matthews singled the left field between the shortstop and third baseman. His first time up to drive in, Kenny Hutt. Runner at first base, and the first pitch by Miller to Matthews is high for ball one. Matthews batting from the right-hand side. Here's a big football score. The New York Giants 17, the Philadelphia Eagles 13 at the end of the half. Washington 7, Cleveland 3 at the end of the first quarter. Those are the two big scores in so far. Now a swing, a foul tip, held on to by Chuchu Coleman as... Nelson Matthews goes for a curveball. The count now, one ball and one strike. Green Bay nothing, St. Louis nothing at the end of the first quarter. Right here, it's a one-nothing game. Cubs lead. Top of the fourth, no one out. A runner at first base. And Bob Miller working to Nelson Matthews. And the 1-1 pitch, a curve and... He's went far enough. It's called strike two. Matthews started to go try to hold up, and then Dusty Bogus indicated he had gone far enough. One ball and two strikes. Matthews with a widespread stance. He's a big, tall fellow. And the one-two pitch on the outside corner. Called strike three. Third ball by Bob Miller for strikeout number three. One out now. And the batter coming on is Ron Sano. Sano hit into a force play his first time up. He's batting 230. Right hand batting third baseman. Miller a look at first base. Billy Williams there. And now to the plate with his first pitch to Sano. A curveball fouled back. Strike one. Sano with 17 home runs and 82 runs batted in. He started his career as a catcher. Was moved to third base by Rogers Hornsby. One strike count of Ron Sano as Miller takes time reading the signs from Chuchu Goldman. Now he sets, looks at first base, and goes there. But back in time, Billy Williams. Miller back on top. And back to the plate. Fastball, a big swing and a miss by Sano. Strike two. Bob Miller 0-2 to Ron Sandel, the on-deck batter 
Alex Dramas. Williams leading at first base. And the pitch to Sano inside a fastball. One ball, two strikes. At Pittsburgh, Hank Aaron has hit his 43rd home run and his second in the game against the pitching of Bob Friend. Two-man run, so the Milwaukee Braves now lead 8 to nothing over Pittsburgh. They're still batting in the top of the fourth. Willie Mays hit his 46th home run last night, so Aaron trails in. There goes the runner. The pitch is swung on and missed. The ball gets away from Coleman. He throws to first base. Runner running there. It was unnecessary. He was out anyway. But moving on down on the strikeout to second base was Billy Williams. And we'll see how it scored. It could go as a stolen base, a wild pitch, or a fast ball. It's strikeout number four for Bob Miller. And he will now work to Alex Gramas, right-hand batting shortstop. It scored a pass ball against Clarence Coleman. Miller has given up a wild pitch, and the Mets have set a new all-time record for wild pitches in one season this year on that wild pitch. Here's the first pitch to Grammas, a curveball that's looked at. Strike one call. Mets have made 70 wild pitches this year for the new record. Now Miller on top and back to the plate. Again, a called strike. This one a fastball in the outside corner. So the count now 0-2 to Alex Grammas with two men out. Billy Williams at second base. The score one to nothing in favor of the Cubs. Top of the fourth inning. Now the pitch back to Grammas. It's sliced to the right side and it goes foul. Grammas hit right on the hands on a fastball. And the count holds it on two. Cubs one run on two hits. The Mets have no runs. And only one base hit off of George Guberman making his first major league start. Now it's Miller to Grammis again. The curveball outside. One ball, two strikes. Grammas flied the left field his first time up. He's batting 213. Miller now back to the plate. This curve hangs high. The count moves to two balls and two strikes. Two and two with two men out. Bob Miller shaking no with his head on the first sign. Now nods yes. As Coleman sends him the sign. Now again he goes no and Grammas steps out of the batter's box. Time called. 
Ramos now back in, and Miller gets set. And his next pitch, a curve high for a full count of three balls and two strikes. The on-deck batter is Kudo Berrigan, the catcher. He bats from the right-hand side. Three and two. Miller, a long look. Now gets set. Cole moves in behind Williams. No play there. And the pitch back to the plate is a curveball. He struck him out. Ramos goes down swinging for three strikeouts in a row for Bob Miller to retire the side. And that is strikeout number five in the game for Miller. Cubs no runs on one hit. No errors. One pass ball. And one man left. And the score at the end of three and one half innings to play. The Cubs won. The New York Mets nothing. Now listen to one of the nation's top vocalists with a musical message for you. Hi, this is Vic Damone. That Rhine Gold Extra Dry, now that's the beer to buy. Its flavor's brisk and bright, and clearly extra dry. It's New York's favorite brew, the only one for you, because it's dry and true. That's Rhine Gold Extra Dry. That Rhine Gold Extra Dry, man, it's got flavor to spare. Brisk and bright and clean, clear through. And dry tells you why. Brewed of the choicest ingredients, the long, slow way. No wonder it's the most popular beer in town. The taste of Rhine Gold Bright because it's brewed just right. Brewed long and slow for flavor. Clean and extra dry. That Rhine Gold Extra Dry. Now that's the beer to buy. It's extra dry, that's why. Have a Rhine Gold beer tonight. It's the bottom half of the fourth inning. The Cubs were the only one in the game. It came in the first inning, and now the Mets come to bat here in the bottom half of the fourth. They will send up Joe Christopher, Frank Thomas, and Ed Greenbull here against rookie right-hander George Guberman. George so far has given up one hit, struck out one and walked two. One base hit going to Clarence Coleman, a double to right field. And now Joe Christopher coming up to bat. Joe flied out to the second baseman his first time up. He's batting 253. Six home runs and 30 runs batted in. And the first pitch by Guberman. Just outside, a little bit low, too. Ball one. One ball, no strikes. And time call as Christopher steps out of the batter's box. And here's the pitch. It's uh, on the outside corner. Strike call. The curveball. One ball, one strike. Maury Wills has just stolen his 96th base of the season. The tie tie Cobb for the all-time leadership in stolen bases in one season. Now the 1-1 pitch, a butt attempt that goes foul. So Wills, in his 156th game, has just tied Ty Cobb with 96 stolen bases in one year. Ty Cobb, incidentally, stole his 96 bases in 156 games back in the old days. 
Cobb played in two tie games that had to be replayed. One ball and two strikes. And this one is hit the center field. Fairly deep. Nelson goes back. And he makes the catch. Nelson Matthews in center field. Making the catch. And the Mets now with one out. And the batter coming up is Frank Thomas. In that Dodger game, the Cardinals lead 3-2. to two. It's Don Drysdale against Larry Jackson. The game in the bottom half of the second inning. Dodgers with the magic number of four. They lead the National League. There's the first pitch to Thomas. Strike one called. And any combination of Dodger victories and San Francisco losses that total up 2-4 will automatically clinch the pennant for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The American League, the magic number is two for the Yankees. There's a curveball that's down low. One ball, one strike with one man out. Frank Thomas, who hit into a double play in the first inning, batting for the second time. And the 1-1 pitch. Slow curve, hangs high. Two balls and one strike. Frank this year hit in 18 consecutive games to set a new Met record, of course. Only Hank Aaron in the National League has hit in more this season. Here's the 2-1 pitch. It's inside in the count now. Three balls and one strike. Tommy Davis of the Dodgers also hit an 18 consecutive game. Now the 3-1 pitch to Frank. He takes it high for ball four. And George Guberman walks his third man in the game. And it will bring up Ed Greenbull for the second time. Greenbull bounced to the pitcher his first time up. And he's looking for his first major league base hit. He appeared in yesterday's game and grounded out. He is 0 for 2 in his major league career. Left-hand batter. He has a good stand. Looks like he can hit. And he looks at the fastball for strike one. That hit 342 at Auburn in the New York-Pennsylvania State League. That was his first season of professional experience. He's just out of James Monroe High School. There's a throw to first base. Getting back safely is Tom. He's only 17 years of age. Now the one strike pitch. There's a bouncing ball back to the mound. Taken by the pitcher. The throw to second base. Wild. Thomas there safely. Now on the pitcher and Greenville, of course. David first base on the fielder's choice there. Let's have the time run at second base to go ahead and run at first with one out. The batter will be Sammy Drake. Uberman had time to make his throw to second base in time for the fourth play. But the throw was toward the runner's side of the bag. 
And the shortstop who was covering could not get to the ball because of Frank Thomas coming down the line. Thomas slid in. The ball went through to center field. Ramos did not get his glove on it. And the Mets now have runners at first and second with one out. And now Zuberman into the stretch position and to the plate to Drake. And there's a swing and a foul ball down on Drake's foot. Strike one. Sammy taking plenty of time to get up. Morris Stevens, a left-hander, throwing in the bullpen now for the Cubs. He's been up before. Cubs have brought up a whole bunch of rookies to take a look at here in the latter part of this season. Now Gus Marsh out to talk to Sammy Drake about his foot. He's okay. Cubs have brought up 20-year-old Danny Murphy, 21-year-old Nelson Matthews, 21-year-old Billy Ott, 26-year-old Freddie Burdett, 22-year-old Morris Stevens, 24-year-old Jim Brewer, and 20-year-old George Guberman, Guberman, who is now 50. Also, Don Prince, who is 22. Now time is in, and the one-strike pitch to Sammy Drake. Taken low for ball one. Drake lined the first base his first time up. He's batting 200. No home runs and seven runs batted in. One ball, one strike. And Goofman back to Drake. A curveball pulled down the first. Dug out by Ernie Banks. The runners move up. And that is out number two. Banks making the play at first base by himself. Frank Thomas going to third. And Eddie Graves will on down in the second. So two runners in scoring position at second and third as Jim Hickman comes up for the second time. Jim struck out swinging his first time up. He's batting 251 with 13 home runs and 45 runs batted in. On deck batter Rod Keneal. And the first pitch to Jim, a high curveball, ball one. Frank Thomas came on down the line at third base. And Guberman took a long look at him just before delivering the ball, which might have caused him to throw the pitch wide. First base is open, runners at second and third, and Hickman will be pitched to very carefully. Two men out. And now Guberman into the windup. His pitch hit to right center field, not deep. Coming in the right fielder, Billy Ott. And he makes the catch to retire the side. No runs, no hits. No errors. One error correction. And two men left. And the score at the end, uh, four innings of play. The Chicago Cubs won. The New York Mets nothing. And now once again, here's Lindsey Nelson to tell you about football coming up here at the Polo Ground. All right, Ralph Connor, thanks very much. Tickets are now on sale for the New York Titans American Football League home opener with the Denver Broncos. September 30th here at the Polo Ground. Tickets for all future Titan home games are on sale at all New York Mets ticket outlets. Ticket outlets here at the Polo Ground at Grand Central Station and at Pennsylvania Station. We'll be going now to the top half of the fifth inning, and before we do, in order to allow our stations to identify themselves, we pause now for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady, where you can hear all the games of the New York Mets. For baseball, for the best in music, for comprehensive, reliable news reporting, stay tuned to WGY.
Bob Miller on the mound for the New York Mets. He will be facing Kuno Barrigan, George Gerberman, and Billy Ott. In the National League at the end of five and a half innings, Cincinnati Reds won, the Philadelphia Phillies nothing. The Tourists against Chris Short. The end of three innings, the Milwaukee Braves five, the Pittsburgh Pirates nothing. Tony Cloninger against Bob Friend. Eddie Matthews has hit his 28th homer of the season. Henry Aaron has hit his 42nd homer and his 43rd homer. Willie May has incidentally hit his 46th last night. He leads the major leagues in home runs. The end of an inning and a half, the St. Louis Cardinals three, the Los Angeles Dodgers two. Don Drysdale trying for number 26 against Larry Jackson and the Giants play the Houston Colts 45s, our latest starts. First pitch to Kino Barrigan is low and away for ball one. Barrigan's been up one time and he struck out. Bob Miller has struck out five at Stillman. After allowing a single to Billy Williams in the fourth inning, he struck out the side. Here's a swing and a miss. One and one. In the American League at the end of two innings, the New York Yankees won. Chicago White Sox nothing. Stafford against Wynn. Early win going for victory number 300 of the season. Stafford is going for number 300 of his career. Of course, Stafford is going for number 14 of the season. Mitch Tabarigan is in there for a call strike. One and two. In the American League, Detroit's at Kansas City in the latest start. Boston at Washington postponed because of rain. The end of four and a half in Baltimore. It's the uh, Baltimore Orioles two and the Minnesota Twins one. Stigman against Estrada. And Cleveland at Los Angeles to play the Angels in the latest start. Here's a one-two pitch to Berrigan. Swung on and chopped off foul. Retrieved by Choo Choo Coleman. Chicago Cubs won, and the New York Mets nothing. Top half of the fifth inning. Final game of the season at the Polo Grounds. Again, Bob Miller into the pitching motion. Berrigan swings and misses. Strike three. He struck him out. Strike out number six for Bob Miller. Who now has struck out four in a row. Matthews, Santo, Gramas, and Barrigan. And George Gerberman coming up for his second time in the major league. Popped out to first base. To Ed Cranepool in the second inning. Miller winds and fires. Fastball is high for ball one to Gerberman. And again the pitch. Low in the dirt. Choo Choo Coleman digs it up. 2 0. Now Miller takes a moment. Behind the rubber, he's looking around the outfield, rubbing up the ball. Trying to get settled down here as he's gone behind 2-0 and on the pitcher. Here's a pitch, it's low and away, ball three, it's out three balls and no strikes. Now to Gerberman. Last time up, uh, Miller got way behind on Gerberman before getting him on the pop. 
Here comes a 3-0 pitch. It's inside, and he walked him on four pitch balls. That is the third walk given up by Bob Miller. Gerberman waits to get the jacket. Going on down to first, putting it on as he goes. So the Cubs get a base runner with one man out, and Billy Ott coming up. The young New Yorker has been up twice without a hit. On deck now is Ken Hubbs for the Chicago Cubs. Billy Ott, the left-hand batter. There's a pitch ball, and there's a high pop into center field. Jim Hickman moves in underneath, waiting, and he makes the catch for the out. Two away. That will bring up Ken Hub. Hubs walks and grounded out, second to first. Two men out of runner at first base here, with the Cubs leading by a score of one to nothing. Rainville is not holding Gerberman on at first base. Breaking ball swung on and has a high fly ball to right center field. Hickman is over, but Christopher calls and Joe Christopher makes the catch. For the outset, retires the side. And in the top half of the fifth, the Cubs go out with no runs on no hits, no errors, and one left. The end of four and a half innings to play, the score is Chicago Cubs one, the New York Mets nothing. Well, these are days, of course, when we know you'll want plenty of ice gold, Rhine gold, extra dry beer on hand because Rhine gold and relaxation just naturally go together. Why? Well, two little words, extra dry, tell you. They tell you that Rhine gold is brewed the long, slow, costly way for a taste that's brisk and bright and clean, clear through. And because Rhine gold is extra dry, it's a quicker thirst quencher, keeps you cool and relaxed. Enjoy a glass of cold, refreshing Rhine Gold Extra Dry along with the game. It's beer as beer should taste, and dry tells you why. We'll be going now to the bottom half of the fifth inning, and the New York Mets will send up Rod Kinneal to lead off. He's been up one time, and he grounded out. Bob Miller, the New York Mets, struck out six in the game thus far. He struck out eight Giants on June 3rd in six and two-thirds innings. He struck out seven Giants on August 22nd when he went seven and third innings. That's... Uh, longest since uh, Bob Miller has worked this year. Right now, it is George Gerberman out there on the mound for the Cubs in his first major league start. Facing Rod Keneal. Keneal moves up, bluffs the bunt, takes the pitch low for ball one. 
there is center fielder Nelson Matthews to make the catch. Buck Neal is lined out to center field. One away, nobody on. And pitcher Bob Miller is due up here. Cubs are leading by a score of one to nothing. The Mets have only one hit off George Gerberman. And strangely enough, starting the bottom half of the first inning, it looked like the Mets might have him out of there in short order. And Mark Stevens was up and throwing in the bullpen for the Cubs because Chacon walked, Chuchu Coleman doubled, and the Mets had runners in second and third and nobody out. And Christopher popped out, and Frank Thomas hit a ground ball to third that was turned into a weird double play. And there have been no hits off Gerberman since. That pitch is in there for a call strike. Bob Miller has been up one time, and he flied out to center field. That pitch is outside. One and one. Elio Chacon now on deck for the Mets. Gerberman looking in to get his sign from Ken O'Barrigan. And the 1-1 pitch. It's a swinging strike. He tried to check it, but umpire Dusty Vargas said he brought it around far enough. It's 1-2 and two now to Miller. The 1-2 pitch sails high. 2-2. Two and two. Gerberman takes the glove off, rubs the ball up. Now sets, and here's the 2-2 pitch. It's a fastball outside. It's a full count now, 3-2. and two. One man out, nobody on base for the Mets. Miller with the bat cocked and waiting, and here is a payoff pitch. Run on and foul back and coming back is Kino Bergen hoping for a play but there is none. It's in the stand. So the count holds full at three and two. Miller again steps into the batter's box. A foul ball hit in the stand just behind the Cub dugout and there was a mad scramble for that souvenir. Here's a 3-2 pitch that is low, and he walked him, and the Mets get a base runner. Here in the bottom half of the fifth inning, that is the fourth walk given up by George Gerberman. Puts Miller on at first. He waits for the jacket to be brought out. And now Elio Chacon is coming up. Chacon has been up twice, and he walked both times. Again, that gets Morris Stevens up and throwing in the bullpen for the Chicago Cubs. Now, Dusty Vargas calls time a moment. Giving a little instruction to Elio Chacon. Elio is stepping in now. Pitches in there for a call strike. Bob Miller. On at first base, has good speed. He has been used a number of times during the season as a pinch runner. Oh, 
Smith. Breaking ball low into the third, and it's one and one. Now to Elio Chacon. Ernie Banks at first base, holding Bob Miller on. Takes a short lead. And the pitch sailing high. Two and one. And St. Louis, with the Cardinals batting in the bottom of the fourth, it is the St. Louis Cardinals four and the Los Angeles Dodgers two. Don Drysdale against Larry Jackson. Here's a fastball that's low, and it's a three-ball and one-strike count to Elio Chacon. These two teams have played 14 games this season. The Mets have won seven, and the Cubs have won seven. This particular series is even at one game each. Miller's running. The pitch is high. He walked him. Ball four. And Miller pulls up safely in second. Chacon goes to first. That's the third time this afternoon Chacon has walked. That is the fifth walk given up by George Gerberman. And this is his first major league appearance. Conference at the mound. Juno Barrigan is there. Lanzano has come over. Third. Chuchu Coleman coming up. He slashed the double just inside the bag at first in the first inning. Right out to left field in the bottom half of the third inning. Future is a left-hand batter. Steps in now. The Cubs are leading here by a score of one to nothing with the Mets batting in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Juju watches low and away for ball one. Charlie Mastro is right in the corner of the Cubs dugout. Watching the proceedings very intently with left-hander Morris Stevens warming up in the bullpen. Coach Buck O'Neill is just beside Charlie Mastro in the Cubs dugout. Here's a pitch breaking ball high. It's ball two. Two and all. The Juju Coleman with Joe Christopher on deck for the Mets. One man out here. leads at second. Chacon leads at first. 2-0 pitch. Right in there. He was taking. It's 2-1. and one. That's that two men left on the bottom half of the fourth inning. Without getting a base hit, they have two men on now without having managed a base hit in this inning. That's a call strike to Chuchu. It's 2-2. Two and two. Mets have only one hit off George Gerberman. It came in the first inning, a double by Juju Coleman, the man at the plate right now. Again, the set position. 2-2 pitch. Swung on and has a high infield pop. Infield fly has been called. The batter is automatically out. It is taken by shortstop Alex Garmus and shorts on the field. There is no advance. Two men out. That'll bring up Joe Christopher. 
case you've joined us along the way in St. Louis this afternoon, Maury Will has stolen his 96th base of the season for the Dodgers to tie a record uh, set by Ty Cobb. 19-15 of 96. Which is low for a ball. Of course, Banks has long since broken the National League record of 80 stolen bases to single season. Uh, Murray Wills has, that is. Down to one ball to Joe Christopher, who has that bad cock right-hand batter. Gerberman into the stretch, and here is the pitch. Misses outside, fastball, it's 2-0. and oh. Time is called now, and Charlie Hemus comes down to uh, pick up a hot dog wrapper that's blown across the field. George Gerberman looking in for the sign. Comes set. Runners lead. First and second. Pitch to Christopher. Swung on and has a little blooper down toward first. And Ernie Banks makes the catch in foul territory to retire the side. Right off the handle of the bat. Just flooped down toward first. And in the bottom half of the fifth, the Mets are out with no runs. On no hits, no errors, and two left. At the end of five, the score is the Chicago Cubs one and the New York Mets nothing. Being New York's largest selling beer, you'd figure that Rheingold had quite a story behind it. But actually, it can be summed up in two words, extra dry. Yes, those two little words tell you why Rheingold has a flavor all its own. An extra refreshing flavor other beers just don't have. Rheingold brews the long, slow, and costly away, and it makes a big difference in taste. The flavor of Rheingold comes through brisk and bright and clean. It's beer as beer should taste. Any wonder then that millions of people say, my beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. But discover the difference that dry makes yourself. Enjoy fine cold Rheingold along with the game. Just open up or order up Rheingold Extra Dry. We're going now to the top half of the sixth inning, and the Chicago Cubs will send up Ernie Banks to lead off. In Pittsburgh, the Pirates are batting the bottom half of the sixth with the Milwaukee Braves leading them by a score of nine to nothing. Joe Gibbon has relieved Bob Friend. Tony Kloninger is pitching for the Milwaukee Braves. Eddie Matthews has homered, number 28 for him. Henry Evan has hit two, numbers 42 and 43. Willie Mays hit his 46th homer last night. Ernie Banks, right-hand batter. Struck out, popped out. Facing right-hander Bob Miller. Breaking ball, swung on, it's a high fly ball. Beats the center field, but gliding back is Jim Hickman. And he puts it away for the out. One away, nobody on. And Billy Williams is coming up now for the Cubs. Batting in the cleanup slot, he has walked in single. Through five innings of play, the Chicago Cubs, one run on two hits and one error. The New York Mets, no runs on one hit and no error. Williams swinging about as he waits, and here's the pitch. Fastball in there for a call strike. Billy Williams, Rookie of the Year last year in the National League and has had an even better year this year. 
Here's a swing and a number down the first baseline. Miller underhands it over to Cranepool in time. He's out. Bob Miller fielded it uh, two-handed and just sort of shoveled it right on over to Cranepool at first base. Two away. Nobody on. And that'll bring up Nelson Matthews. Young center fielder. He singled a drive and a run in the first inning. The only run that has been scored in this game. And he struck out in the fourth. He's a right-hand batter. Miller's pitch is outside for ball one. New York Mets will be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Tuesday night and Wednesday night. Finish up uh, against the Braves and then move on to Chicago. Here's a swing and a miss. It's one and one. And the Mets meet the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field Friday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon to conclude the season. side from Choo Choo Coleman. Starts the 1-1 pitch. Breaking ball way outside and low. It's 2-1. Last winter in spring when people were asking uh, where you thought the Mets would finish, uh, many times the answer given was they'll finish in Chicago on September 30th and that's what they're going to do next Sunday afternoon. 2-1 pitch, swung on and popped up. Elio Chacon is short on the edge of the outfield grass, and he's waiting, and he puts it away. For the out that retires the side. Bob Miller gets the Cubs in order in the sixth with no runs on, no hits, no errors, and none left. The end of five and one-half innings of play. The score is Chicago Cubs won, the New York Mets nothing. Well, did you ever notice how some ball players have that something extra special? You know, a third baseman who's a great glove man, a batter who has an extra special drag bunt? Well, there's something extra special about our favorite beer, Rheingold Extra Dry. What makes Rheingold Extra Special? Just two words, Extra Dry. Yes, those two words, Extra Dry, tell you why Rheingold Extra Dry has been New York's favorite beer year after year. Because Rheingold is extra dry, it has a flavor that's brisk and bright and clean clear through. During these hot midsummer days that we've had, and we'll be having Indian summer days coming up, it's extra dryness makes Rheingold extra refreshing. You see, Rheingold takes the extra time. It's brewed the long, slow, costly away to brew an extra dry beer. So if you're looking for a beer that's extra refreshing, extra special, and extra dry, treat yourself to delicious, ice-cold, sparkling Rheingold extra dry. You'll join the millions who say, my beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. Frank Thomas is going to be up to lead off for the New York Mets. about in the fourth and the first inning he hit a ground ball it was turned into a double play 
Gerberman. Wyanton fires a slow curveball high. So Stevens and Burdett now warming for the Chicago Cubs. Chicago, number 33 this season for Frank Thomas. And the score is tied here, 1-1. Ed Greenville, left-hand batter at the plate. Gerberman's pitch swung on as a ground ball to second base. Second by Kenny Epps. He plays on over to Ernie Banks in time. There's one away. Nobody on and Sammy Drake will be coming up. That ball that Thomas was lined into the upper deck. For his 33rd home run of this season. Sammy Drake batting left. Burdett and Stevens throwing in the bullpen. That pitch is low for ball. Cubs have one run on two hits, and the Mets now have one run on two hits. And it is a ground ball, and it's second by Kenny Hubbs. He throws on the first, but not in time. He beat it out for a free hit. Kenny Hubbs handled it cleanly, but simply not in time to get the speedy Sammy Drake. Hubbs had to move forward to his right to make the play on the ball, and now Charlie Metro is on his way to the mound. Got right-handed Burdett and left-handed Stevens throwing in the bullpen. And the sign is going to the bullpen. So that'll be all for George Gerberman and his first Major League start. And it is going to be Burdett, I believe. George Gerberman, in his first Major League start, has pitched five and one-third innings, which he has given up one run on three hits, struck out one, and walked five. Here is the official paid attendance for this, the final home game of the season. 10,304 paid, service and press 580, total in the ballpark 10,884, a fine turnout for the final day of the season here at the Polo Ground. Coming in is Freddie Burdett. From Albany, Georgia, he is 26 years of age, pitched at San Antonio in the Texas League this uh, season. He won nine and he lost nine. He was in 65 games, 64 in relief. He led the league in that department. So Freddie Burdett being brought out here in relief. And Gerberman is going out of the game, getting a hand here at the Polo Grounds, as he does. And right now, in order to allow our stations to identify themselves, we pause now for station identification. 
This is WGY Schenectady 810 on your dial, where the time is now three minutes past four o'clock. This is Lindsay Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner at the Polo Grounds, where the Cubs have just made a pitching change, bringing on Freddie Burdett, a right-hander who is firing him down now. He will be facing Jim Hickman. One man out of Sammy Drake, the base runner at first. Apparently, Charlie Metro had decided that Gerberman had gone about as far as he wanted to let him go because uh, actually Drake beat out a ground ball that was fielded cleanly by Kenny Huff going to his right. But Gerberman had walked five in this game and he struck out only one. Story tied here, 1-1. One, one. And the bottom of the sixth. Now looking in to get his sign from catcher Juno Berrigan. Ernie Banks is holding Drake on at first base. And here's the pitch to the plate. Breaking ball at his outside for ball one. Well, they feed Jim Hickman a great mini breaking ball. That one just missing. Rod Keneal is on deck now for the Mets. Into a set position as Drake leads off the bag at first. And the pitch. Swung on as a ground ball to third. Ron Santo up with it. Plays across the hubs. He's out to throw to first. Off the bag and by Banks. And heading for second base is Jim Hickman. Trying to retrieve the ball. It's catcher Kuno Berrigan. Hickman holds it second as Berrigan comes up with it. The force was affected on the lead man. Drake at second. And that play went 5-4. But the relay from hubs on over to first. Got by. It is an error. On the throw on Kenny Hubs, and that puts Hickman at second base with two men out and Rod Keneal coming up. The error on Hubs, of course, is for allowing Hickman to advance from first to second. You cannot presume the double play. No error for allowing him to reach first. He got there on the field of choice, but it moved to second now on the wide throw, and that brings up Rod Keneal, a right-hand batter. And they're going to put him on with first base open and pitcher Bob Miller two up next. Rod Keneal is being intentionally passed. No action in the bullpen at all of the New York Mets. Ball two to Rod Keneal. It's out to three balls. And Keneal has been intentionally walked Bob Miller is coming up. Miller's been up twice. He flat out to center field and he walked. Mets now have runners at first and second. That intentional pass, the first walk of first given up by Freddie Burdett. Miller is a right-hand batter. Pitch to Miller. Swung on as a high-hopping ground ball to short. It's second by Gramis. He plays over the hubs in time for the fourth. That retires the side. So... In the bottom half of the sixth, the New York Mets got one run on two hits. There was one error and one man left. And so at the end of six full innings of play, the score is the New York Mets won, the Chicago Cubs won, and coming in here now, Bob Murphy. Thank you very much, Lindsay. We'll be going along to the seventh inning 
Real good ball game going, all tied up now, one to one. Frank Thomas building his 33rd home run of the season to even things up. Well, next year, the New York Mets will be playing their home games in their beautiful new surroundings, beautiful new Flushing Meadows Stadium out on Long Island. And work on the new stadium has progressed to the extent that the New York Mets are now accepting applications for season boxes and combination plan tickets. Prospective purchasers may send names and addresses to ticket manager, Polo Grounds, New York 39. Application blanks will be mailed them. Present subscribers need not apply because applications will be mailed to you. So this in all probability is the final National League ball game for the historic old polo grounds. Say, do you know why Rheingold tastes so good? Well, dry tells you why. It tells you that Rheingold is brewed the long, slow, costlier way for a flavor that's brisk and bright and clean, clear through. But why not find that out for yourself? Enjoy a cold glass of Rheingold right now along with the game. In the seventh inning, the Chicago Cubs will have Ron Sano leading off against right-hander Bob Miller. Sano has been up twice, bounced into a force play and been struck out. He's 0 for 2. Now Miller looking into a Getty sign. Bob out of his windup. Here's the pitch. Right in there. Call strike one. Next pitch on the way. A little bit outside. One ball, one strike. Game tied. One to one. We're in the top of the seventh inning. This is the rubber game of the three-game series, and also the winner in this game today will have the edge in the season series, eight games to seven. Final three games will wind up the season for the New York Mets and Chicago Cubs next weekend in Wrigley Field. Inside, one and two the count. Lou Klein on the coaching lines at first. Charlie Metro, who has been running the Cubs since the 4th of June, longest tenure for a Cub head coach, is on the lines at third, directing his ball club. Now here's the windup, 2-1 delivery. Swing and a miss, and the count is even at 2-2. Two and two. Alex Grannis, the on-deck batter, and then Kuno Berrigan. Now the 2-2 pitch. A line smash towards short, taken on a hop by Yuliyoshi Cohn. The peg to Cranepool is in time, one down. One away, nobody on now in the top of the seventh inning, and the hitter will be Alex Grannis. Grannis has flied to left and taken a call third strike. Bob Miller has walked three and struck out six. Bob has given up only two hits. A first inning single by Nelson Matthews and a single in the fourth inning by Billy Williams.
One away, nobody on. Overcast now has broken up, sun shining brightly. Miller winds, delivers to the plate, and the fastball is over at the knees for a call strike. Tomorrow will be an off day. The Mets will be in Milwaukee Tuesday night and Wednesday night and wind up the season next weekend in Chicago. Pitch thrown is swung and foul tipped and the count strike two now on Alex Grammis. Bob Miller on the mound for New York. Blonde right-hander who now lives in St. Petersburg, Florida during the offseason. Two-strike delivery. Ground ball to shortstop. Chacon backs up for it, juggles it for a moment, throws. Safe. Greenpool pulled off the bag at first base. Ed Greenpool stretching out to grab the throw. The throw, which was a hurried throw, was wide on the home plate side of the bag, and Greenpool's foot was pulled off the bag as he went out to get the throw. So Alex Grammis is safe at first. Now Bob Miller and Choo Choo Coleman get together. It'll be an error on the play. On the throw by Elio Chacon. And now we're going to get a pinch hitter for the Chicago Cubs. George Altman is coming out. And he'll hit for Cuno Berrigan. George Altman batting for Cuno Berrigan. Altman hitting a 313 on the year with 22 home runs and 73 runs batted in. He's a very strong hitter. Bats left-handed, they play him to pull with the infield and the outfield swung around toward right. Now Crane Poole holding against the runner, and the pitch is bounced foul, no play. New York, one run, three hits and one error. Chicago, one run, two hits and two errors. All over, the New York Giants have beaten the Philadelphia Eagles. Final score, 29-13. to 13. Foul ball right back to the screen, and the count strike two now on George Altman. The New York Giants have defeated the Philadelphia Eagles. The final score, 29-13. to 13. Bob Miller with a two-strike count now on the pinch hitter, George Altman. Game tied, one-to-one. We're in the top half of the seventh inning. Now Miller up in pitching position. Delivers, outside and low. One ball and two strikes. Warm-up action continuing for the Chicago Cubs with the pitcher scheduled up next. 
Now Miller off the stretch, delivers to Altman. He swings, and a mercy struck him out. That is strikeout number seven for Bob Miller. Now let's see who comes on to hit. Danny Murphy is around the bat rack. Danny, a left-hand hitter, played right field in the first two games of this series. Now Choo Choo Coleman goes out to the mound while we wait for the pinch hitter to come out of the dugout. Maury Stevens continuing to warm up in the bullpen, and the Cub bullpen now wants a sign from Charlie Metro as to which pitcher should be working hard out there. In addition to Maury Stevens, Don Elston is warming up. And Danny Murphy will now bat for the pitcher. Danny Murphy, left-hand hitter. He was given a large bundle of money to sign when he came out of high school in Beverly, Massachusetts. Taken high, one ball and no strikes. Danny was scouted and signed by Lenny Murillo, former Chicago Cubs shortstop. Infield in the outfield, swung around toward right. Ed Cranepool back toward fielding position. Inside and a high ball, too. Two and nothing now on Danny Murphy. So we'll have either Don Elston or Maury Stevens coming in to pitch for the Cubs in the seventh inning. Cranepool back toward fielding depth, not holding against Grammis with a left-hand hitter, Danny Murphy up. Now the 2-0 delivery, right in there for a call strike, 2-1. and one. Chicago scored in the opening inning of the game. They have been shut out since by Bob Miller. And the Mets tied the game up on a home run by Frank Thomas. Frank hitting his 33rd of the year. Two and one now on Danny Murphy. Here's the pitch on the way. A curve that is swung and missed. And the count is even at two and two. At the end of the third quarter, the Cleveland Browns lead the Washington Redskins 13 to 10. Green Bay Packers lead the St. Louis Cardinals 10 to nothing at the end of the third quarter. And the Detroit Lions lead the San Francisco 49ers 24-10 at the half. Dallas 7, Pittsburgh nothing, a first quarter score. And the Baltimore Colts lead the Minnesota Vikings 7-0 at the end of the first quarter. New York Giants beat the Philadelphia Eagles, final score 29-13. 2 pitch by Miller is hammered foul in behind Luke Lyon, the first base coach.
Magic number in the American League is two games for the Yankees to nail down the pennant, and the magic number for the Dodgers, four games. The Dodgers have now fallen behind the Cardinals in today's game, 8-2 to two at the end of four innings. Drysdale, the starter, was knocked out of the box, and Ron Peronofsky took over. Now the 2-2 pitch. Outside, it's ball three, and we have a full count of three and two on the pinch hitter, Danny Murphy. Danny Murphy was in the Northwest League this season playing with Wenatchee. Last year, the Chicago Cubs had him in San Antonio. Left-hand batter. There goes the runner, and the pitch is strike three call. That's strikeout number eight for Bob Miller. 3-2 pitch, a fastball over at the knees, and the side is out. So Bob Miller, over seven innings, now has struck out eight men. He has given up only two singles. In the seventh inning, no runs, no hits, one error, and one left on. At the end of six and a half innings, the score... The Chicago Cubs won, and the New York Mets won. You know, the pipe tobacco for relaxing in a man's world is Sir Walter Raleigh. Now, whether you're at the ballpark or listening to the broadcast at home, you'll enjoy Sir Walter from the very first pipe full. Now, here's a tobacco with real aroma and a good natural flavor. Sir Walter's flavor comes from a special blend of choice Kentucky Burley tobaccos, extra aged to their peak of mildness. Sir Walter Raleigh is known as the brand of Grand Aroma. It's kept fresh, too, 44% fresher in the new pouch pack. You'll like Sir Walter's pouch pack. And when you're at home or at the office, you'll like Sir Walter Raleigh in the exclusive knob-top vacuum pack canisters. These humidor canisters keep Sir Walter Raleigh factory fresh. Get Sir Walter Raleigh in the new pouch pack or in the exclusive knob-top canisters. Large economy size or half canister. Sir Walter Raleigh smells grand. Packs right, smokes sweet, can't bite. So relax in a man's world with Sir Walter Raleigh, the quality pipe tobacco. Now a new battery for the Chicago Cubs on the mound. Veteran relief specialist Don Elston and behind the plate Dick Bertel. While Don throws in his warm-up tosses, we'll bring you up to date on other games. They're in the last of the ninth inning in Philadelphia now with Cincinnati leading the Phillies 2-1. Bill Henry relieved John Saturis in the ninth inning and Chris Short pitching for Philadelphia. Frank Robinson put Cincinnati in front when he hit his 39th home run of the year in the eighth inning. The Milwaukee Braves... Lead the Pittsburgh Pirates 10 to 1 after six and a half. Henry Aaron has homered twice, and Eddie Matthews hit one. Cardinals lead the Dodgers 8 to 2 at the end of four. Larry Jackson on the mound for the Cardinals. Peronowski relieved Don Drysdale. In the American League, at the end of six innings, Bill Stafford has the White Sox shut out with the Yankees leading Chicago 1 to nothing. Early win is the mound opponent of Bill Stafford with Burley Early trying for his 300th victory. Detroit 2, Kansas City nothing at the end of 2, a Gary against Fisher. The Red Sox and Senators rained out in Washington. They're in the last of the 8th inning in Baltimore. The Minnesota Twins came up with 5 in the 8th inning, and they lead the Orioles now 6-2 to two after 7 and a half innings. In the game, Killebrew has hit his 45th home run of the year, 
He's one behind the major league leader, Willie May. Now, Ely Cohen leads off the last of the seventh, and the pitch by Don Elston is over. Strike one call. Now, Elston out of his windup, delivers a little bit low. Elio lays off, and the count is even. One ball, one strike. Don Elston is the third pitcher Charlie Metro has used in the game. Only five hits in the entire game. Mets have three and the Cubs two. He's up as if to bunt. Doesn't offer, but the pitch is over for a call strike. One ball and two strikes. Well, the Mets have seen a great deal of Don Elston this year. They already have faced him on ten different occasions. And these two teams still have three games to go out in Chicago. Pitch is over. Strike three call. Elio Chacon called out on strikes. One away and nobody on. Now coming on will be Clarence Chuchu Coleman. Don Elston has won four and lost eight. But he has an earned run average of less than three earned runs per nine innings. He's given up only about two and a half runs per nine innings. He has given up fewer hits than innings pitch. Struck out more than he has walked. The windup and pitch to Choo-Choo a little bit low. One ball and no strikes. Cubs will have the next two days off, and then they'll be opening their final homestand against the Phillies. A high fly ball. It may go foul down the right field line and on the roof a foul ball. Foul ball up on the roof. Chuchu making a strong bid to break the tie. Last half of the seventh inning, game tied one to one. Rubber game of the three game series. Now Don Elston. As he starts to go to his windup, one of the gusts of wind swirls some dirt around him, so we have to wait for a moment. One of the windiest days we've had all year. And the wind is blowing in. Feels a little bit as though it might have sharpened its fangs on an ice cube. Ball two, two and one. Joe Christopher, the on-deck batter, and then Frank Thomas. Elston cranks up, delivers, and Chuchu lets it go, and it's outside. Ball three, three and one. Well, Frank Thomas of the New York Mets has five games. They have two more home runs, and if he does so, he will equal his career high. Frank now has 33, and he's hit at least one against every club in the circuit. Three-one delivery. Foul ball again. That's going to be over the roof and out of play. Chuchu, a pull hitter, getting out in front a little bit too much. He's at two over the roof now that have gone foul. One away, nobody on in the last half of the seventh. Ground. 
Ground ball on the right side. Kenny Hubbs bobbles the ball and two two is on. Kenny Hubbs bobbling the grounder after running to his glove side to get there. And two two Coleman extremely fast is safe at first. It'll be an error charged to Kenny Hubbs the second that he has drawn in the game. Now Joe Christopher stepping in. Let's have Coleman on first, one down. Game tied up, one to one. Don Elston up in pitching position. The right-hander delivers. A smash caught in the air by Elston, thrown to first for a double play. Another soft line drive hit right back to Don Elston, and he doubles up Choo-Choo Coleman. In the seventh inning, the Mets are out with no runs, no hits, one error, and none left on. So, seven innings complete. And the score, the Chicago Cubs won and the New York Mets won. Well, if you haven't done so, I'm sure you'll want to get your copy of the completely revised edition of the New York Mets yearbook. You may get your copy by mail simply by addressing your correspondence to Mets yearbook, the Polo Grounds, New York 39, and close 50 cents. You'll want it as a memento of the return of the National League and the New York Mets to New York City. And you'll find it uh, a lot of fun to glance through from time to time during the winter during the hot stove league sessions. It has pictures and biographies of Casey Stengel, the coaches, and all the members of the New York Mets. And also historical data about many of the great sports events that have taken place over the years. Football and boxing as well as baseball here in the polo grounds. So if you haven't done so, I'm sure you'll want to get your copy of the revised edition of the 1962 New York Mets yearbook. In the eighth inning, the Chicago Cubs will have Billy Ott, the rookie right fielder, coming out to lead off against Bob Miller. Billy Ott has been up three times, twice grounded out to Ed Greenpool and flied to center, so he is 0 for 3. Billy, a New York boy, had a good year playing for San Antonio in the Texas League. Left-hand batter with good power. Game tied one to one. It's the eighth inning. Strike one. Miller started him off with a curveball. I tried to get it. Kenny Hubbs, the on deck batter, and then Ernie Banks. Now Bob Miller takes his sign from Choo Choo Coleman. And the pitch on the way. Inside and low. One ball, one strike. New York, one run on three hits. Chicago, one run and two hits. Cubs tallied their run in the first inning. The 1-1 pitch, and he pops the ball up. Clarence Coleman gets rid of the mask. He's in foul ground near home plate. And he makes the catch right in the fungo circle. One away and nobody on. Now in the top of the eighth inning, the batter is Kenny Hubbs. Kenny drew a walk and later scored Chicago's lone run back in the first inning. 
Since then, he has grounded out second to first and fly to right. Kenny Hubbs, right-hand hitter. He's had a good year, not only defensively, but also offensively. Swing and a miss, strike one. Last year, he was in Class B. He played at Wenatchee. Batted 286. Then right after the season was over, he went to Arizona for the Winter League and had a real good season there. Now he holds up, and the pitch breaks over the outside corner for a strike. The winter leagues have become more and more popular and more and more important to the major league clubs. Minnesota Twins climbing high in the standings this year and Rich Rollins and Bernie Allen both gained a lot of instruction and experience in the winter leagues last season. One ball and two strikes. Next pitch by Miller, a swing, and a miss, he struck him out. And that is the ninth strikeout for Bob Miller. So Bob has reached a seasonal high in strikeouts in one ball game. Earlier this year, Bob struck out eight of the San Francisco Giants. That was on the 3rd of June in six and two-thirds innings. This is now the furthest that he has gone in a ball game this year. Prior to this game, his longest effort was seven and a third. Now Ernie Banks hitting. Ernie 0 for 3. Fly deep to center field his last time up. Miller winding. Delivers to the plate. Low and outside. It's ball one. Fly ball to left field, not too deep. Frank Thomas looking through the glasses, jogging in, makes the catch in the side of top. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. And now at the end of seven and a half innings, the score. The New York Mets won and the Chicago Cubs won. Now the last of the eighth inning, and Frank Thomas will be the leadoff batter against Don Elston. Frank hit a home run, a drive going into the upper deck his last time at bat, and that tied this ball game up at one-to-one. The home run was the 33rd of the year and the 91st RBI for Frank Thomas. Now Frank being recognized as he crashed to home plate. Final score, the defending champion, Green Bay Packers, defeated the St. Louis Cardinals 17 to nothing. So two final scores are in. The New York Giants defeated the Philadelphia Eagles 29 to 13. And the Green Bay Packers have beaten St. Louis 17 to nothing.
They're in the fourth quarter now with the Cleveland Browns leading Washington 13 to 10. Now Don Elston into his windup to pitch to Thomas over at the knees for a strike. Last night, the New York Titans defeated the Buffalo Bills 17 to 6 for their second American Football League victory. Inside and high. Swing and a miss on a breaking ball. One ball and two strikes. Nobody on, nobody out. Last half of the eighth inning. Tie game, one to one. Ed Cranepool is on deck and then Sammy Drake. In the dirt. No damage done. Well, here's an upset. The Washington Redskins, coming from behind in the fourth quarter, have upset the Cleveland Browns, 17 to 16. Thomas swings and misses strike three. Final score, the Redskins, 17, and the Browns, 16. Boy, there'll be some joy in the nation's capital. That is quite an upset for the Redskins. Now, Ed Cranepool is up against the right-hander, Don Elston. Bounces it foul off the shin guard of the plate umpire, Dusty Boggins. One strike count on Ed Cranepool. Nothing Ed would enjoy more than getting his first Major League base hit. Cranepool waiting. Takes it outside. One ball, one strike. The Mets will have tomorrow off. They'll be in action in Milwaukee on Tuesday night. We'll be on the air from County Stadium, Milwaukee at 8.55, New York time. Line drive, base hit, going down the left field line for Ed Cranepool. He's on his way to second. And Cranepool is in standing up with a double. Well, there is a moment to remember for 17-year-old Ed Cranepool. He hit the ball hard. A low liner between Ron Sano and the bag and down the left field line into the corner. A two-base hit, and now the tie-breaking run is on second base. So at the age of 17 and in his fifth official time at bat, Ed Cranepool has his first major league hit. Now Sammy Drake is up, and they're going to put him on. First base open with one out, and Sammy Drake will receive the intentional pass. Jim Hickman waiting in the on-deck circle. 
Charlie Metro has a left-hander and a right-hander cranking up in the bullpen. Game tied one to one. There's ball four outside, and Drake draws the intentional pass. That will bring up Jim Hickman. Now we have a conference on the mound. The infield gathering around Don Elston as they go over things. Double by Ed Cranepool, the fourth hit for the New York Mets. They have a chance now to break the tie here in the last half of the eighth inning. Now the stretch. And the pitch on the way. A strike on the outside corner. Rod Keneal in the on-deck circle. Mets tied this game in the sixth inning on the home run by Frank Thomas. Are now trying to grab the lead in the last of the eighth inning. Greenpool leading off second. Drake off first. Outside and low. One ball, one strike to Jim Hickman. for three has struck out fly to right and reached on a force play count one and one and the pitch is in the dirt no advance on the baselines the curve breaking too far outside and the count now is two balls and one strike well in St. Louis little Maury Wills is making history Maury has stolen two bases this afternoon to hike his total to 97 stolen bases. This for the Dodgers is their 156th game. When Ty Cobb stole 96, he stole the 96 in 156 games. Two and one, the count on Jim Hickman. Amazing when you think of it. 97 stolen bases. Now the stretch. And the pitch to Hickman is swung and missed. Count is even now, two and two. Jim went after a curveball. Washington Redskins beat the Cleveland Browns 17 to 16 on a 50-yard scoring play in the fourth quarter. A pass from Norman Sneed to Bobby Mitchell. The 2-2 delivery is fouled off. He barely got a piece of it. They're on the last of the eighth inning in Chicago with the Yankees leading the White Sox one to nothing in the pitching duel between Bill Stafford and Early Wynn. Early trying for his 300th victory. This has been a rather luckless year for Early Win. He has pitched very well and has lost a number of low-scoring pitching duels. 
He got beat one to nothing on one occasion when Belmont Bouquet hurled a no-hitter. Now the 2-2 pitch. Inside, it's ball three. And we have a full count, three and two on Jim Hickman. one-to-one last half of the eighth inning and now Hickman has something in his eye and Jim has to ask for time to try and remove it and Dusty Boggess the nice man says here I'll loan you my handkerchief now the stretch the 3-2 pitch foul ball back upstairs no play Final home game of the season. Five games remaining for the New York Mets. Two night games in Milwaukee and three day games in Chicago. Next weekend will be a very busy weekend, though, for the Polo Grounds. The Army-Syracuse game next Saturday in the Polo Grounds, and then on Sunday, the New York Titans and Denver Broncos. Pitching three and two. Ball four. It's low and it looks Thronberry is coming out of the dugout. And Marvel hit for Rod Camille. Marv Thronberry is coming out to bat for Rod Camille with the bases loaded. One man out in the last of the eighth inning. Charlie Metro is coming out of the bullpen. Jim Brewer has been warming up in the bullpen. He's a southpaw pitcher. And let's see if Charlie Metro brings him in to pitch to the left-hander, Marv Thronberry. Now Metro takes the ball, so this will be all for Don Elston. And Jim Brewer will be coming in. Charlie Metro going with the percentages, left-hander against left-hander. Don Elston, third Chicago pitcher in the game, pitched the seventh inning and is leaving the scene here in the eighth inning with one out. So he worked one and one-third. At the moment, has allowed no runs, given up one hit, the double by Ed Cranepool. Cranepool got things going here in the eighth inning with a double down the left field line. Elston walked two and struck out two. So now Jim Brewer is coming on in relief for the Chicago Cubs. In other games, the Cincinnati Reds slowed down the Philadelphia Phillies, winning 4-2. They won the game in 10 innings. 
winning it on a two-run homer in the tenth by Beta Penson. Dave Sussler, the winner, and the loser in relief was Art Mahaffey. Milwaukee Braves beat Pittsburgh 10 to 3. Tony Conninger all the way for the victory. Henry Aaron homered twice. He now has 43 for the year. Now Thornberry will be called back, and Mantillo will face the left hand. At the end of six innings in St. Louis, the Cardinals now lead the Dodgers 11 to 2. Drysdale, Paranaski, Smith, and now Rickard for the Dodgers. Larry Jackson pitching for St. Louis. San Francisco and Houston not yet underway. In the American League, they're in the last of the eighth in Chicago. The Yankees lead the White Sox one to nothing. Bill Stafford dueling early win. Tigers two, Kansas City one at the end of four. Hank Aguirre against Bill Fisher. Red Sox and Senators rained out in Washington. The Minnesota Twins down the Baltimore Orioles nine to two. They scored eight of their nine runs in the last two innings. Stigman the winner and Estrada the loser. Home runs by Power, Killebrew, and Allison. For Harmon Killebrew is 45th. He's one behind the major league leader, Willie Mays. The warm-ups on the West Coast for Cleveland, Jim Perry. And for the Los Angeles Angels, Dean Chance. In pro football, the New York Giants defeated the Philadelphia Eagles 29 to 13. The Green Bay Packers blanked the St. Louis Cardinals 17 to nothing. The Washington Redskins coming from behind on a 50-yard pass play from Norman Sneed to Bobby Mitchell. Then the extra point beat Cleveland 17 to 16. At the half, Detroit 24, San Francisco 10. First quarter score, the Dallas Cowboys 7 and Pittsburgh Steelers nothing. Baltimore Colts 7, Minnesota Vikings nothing, a first quarter score. Now the hitter is Felix Mantilla. Throneberry announced, then the pitching change to Jim Brewer. And now Mantilla has the pinch hitter for Throneberry. And we're going to get a pinch runner, Rick Hersher. Is going around to third, and I believe he'll run for Ed Cranepool. Ed Cranepool coming out of the game, and Hersher will run for him. And here's the hand for Ed Cranepool. Ed Cranepool got things started with his first Major League base hit, a double down the left field line. Now left-hander Jim Brewer is on to pitch for the Chicago Cubs. Bases loaded, one man down. Batter is Felix Mantilla. Cubs have the infield at double play depth. Inside and high, it's ball one. Brewer has one nut and lost none. This is the sixth ball game he has been in since he came back from Salt Lake. Now he winds the pitch to Mantilla. A high pop foul outside third. Maybe playable. Sano has room. And he makes the catch. Ron Sano makes the grab in foul ground. So Mantilla has been retired on the pop foul caught over on the warning track. Now Bob Miller is scheduled to hit. We have warm-up action in the bullpen. Bill Hunter and Ray Davio are both warming up in the bullpen. Gil Hodges down around the bat rack. 
Game tied one to one. We're in the last half of the eighth inning. Charlie Metro is coming out of the dugout now. Bill Hatcher coming out to hit. and face Gil Hodges. Unless the Mets can score here in the last of the eighth inning, Bob Miller cannot win the game. Nor can he lose. Miller has pitched a great ball game, just two hits over eight innings. go. The base is loaded. Two down. Gil Hatches to batter. Jim Brewer into his windup. And the pitch on the way. A call strike. Knee high on the outside corner. Gil sidelined for over two months as the result of surgery to remove a kidney stone. Hersher, the lead runner on third. Next pitch to Hatches. Strike two call. He came right in there and he high with it. Now Jim Brewer with a two-strike count. Casey Stingle has Bill Hunter and Ray Davio both working in the bullpen. Bob Anderson and Glenn Hobby warming up for the Cubs. Game tied one-to-one, last of the eighth inning. Now the two-strike delivery. He struck him out. Yell goes down swinging on a curve and the side is out. Strong relief pitching by Jim Brewer as he got Felix Mantilla on a foul pop-up and strikes out Gil Hodges to retire the side. In the eighth inning, no runs, one hit, a double by Ed Cranepool, no errors, and three left on. So at the end of eight innings to score, the Chicago Cubs won and the New York Mets won. Now Casey will be coming out to... Give umpire Dusty Boggess the changes in the New York Mets lineup, and we'll be passing them along to you. Remember that next Saturday here in the Polo Grounds, the Army-Syracuse game, and the Corps of Cadets will be putting on one of their memorable parades prior to the ball game. Army, under new head coach Paul Dietzel, off to a fast start, winning big over Wake Forest yesterday. Syracuse losing a tough 7-3 verdict to Bud Wilkinson's Oklahoma Sooners. That's Army and Syracuse next Saturday in the Polo Grounds. A week from today, next Sunday in the Polo Grounds, it will be the New York Titans in their home opener in the American Football League, and they'll be entertaining the Denver Broncos. Say, there's no time like the present, and what better way to use it than to pour yourself a tall, cold glass of Rheingold. You know, Rheingold is beer as beer should taste, and dry tells you why. So enjoy a friendly glass of Ryan Gold Extra Dry along with the game. Roger Craig takes over the pitching. Roger wasn't down in the bullpen. Davio and Hunter were warming up in the bullpen. 
I don't recall Roger throwing any pitches at all in the bullpen. Gil Hodges will now be at first. Felix Mantilla is now playing second. Elio Chacon at short and Sammy Drake at third. So we'll be going along now to the ninth inning. Game tied up one to one. Billy Williams will be leading off against Roger Craig. Well, Bob Miller can neither win nor lose. It's been a luckless season for Bob Miller. He turned in a tremendous pitching job here this afternoon. He allowed only two singles over eight innings. He struck out nine men. Billy Williams up against Roger Craig. We're in the ninth. He holds up, and the breaking pitch is low, ball one. Next pitch on the way. Drive is, drives him back from the plate. Ball two, two and nothing. Billy Williams has drawn a walk, single to center, and bounced out. He's one for two. Line drive to right field. This is sinking in. It's going to be a base hit. Joe Christopher up with it in right field, and Billy Williams has let off the ninth with a single. Now the hitter is the center fielder, Nelson Matthews. Single to center field in the first inning, driving in the Cubs' lone run. Since then, has taken a call, third strike, and popped a short. He's around to bunt. Bunts, fair ball. Craig off the mound. The play goes to first. Mantilla covering on the throw. And they successfully move Billy Williams over to second base. So now with one away, the Chicago Cubs have the potential tie-breaking run on second. The hitter will be Ron Sano, the third baseman. Sano hitless in three times up, hitting at 230. Bounced into a force play in the first inning, struck out in the fourth, and grounded out short to first in the seventh inning. Curve is over, strike one. Now the pitch on the way. A ground ball hit toward the hole. Chacon deep in the hole. Makes the long throw. He's out at first base. Gil Hodges going out to meet the throw. And Sano is out on a play made from the edge of the grass over in the hole on shortstop. Real good play by Elio Chacon. Two down now on the top of the ninth inning.
Parker just standing motionless, looking in for his sign. Billy Williams leading off second. And the pitch is a slow grounder hit back to the mound. Roger Craig has it, throws the first, the side is out. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one left on. And now the score at the end of eight and a half innings. The Chicago Cubs won, and the New York Mets won. Now we'll be going along to the last half of the ninth inning. The New York Mets coming up, hoping to win it. The score all tied up one to one. And now to carry the rest of the way on play-by-play, Lindsey Nelson. All right, Bob, we'll be going here to the bottom half of the ninth inning, and Elio Chacon will be coming up to lead off for the New York Mets. Elio has been up four times. He walked the first three times up, struck out in the seventh inning. He's nothing for one today. Right-hand batter. Jim Brewer, left-hander, still in there for the Chicago Cubs. Andre Rogers has come out now to play shortstop. Andre Rogers playing short since Alex Gramas was pulled out for pinch hitter Bob Will. Score tied. The Cubs won in the Mets one. Jim Brewer into the windup. Here's the pitch to Elio. It's high and away for ball one. Through eight and one-half innings of play, the Cubs one run on three hits and three errors. The Mets one run on four hits and one error. Jim Brewer winds and fires, and the pitch is outside for ball. It's 2-0. Choo-choo Coleman is on deck for the Mets. Helio waiting, holding it bad high. As Brewer starts to pitch, and it swung out and missed. He tried to hold it up. It brought it around far enough, and it's two balls and one strike to Chacon. That's trying to get a base runner some way anyway here in the bottom half of the ninth inning. The 2-1 pitch. Swung on. That's a ground ball to third. Second by Santo. He plays it across to Ernie Banks in time, and he's out. One away. And that will bring up Choo Choo Coleman, a left-hand batter. Choo Choo doubled. It's just inside the bag at first base in the first inning. He flied to left. He popped his short. And he was on on an error by Ken Hubbs. Coming up here in the bottom half of the ninth inning. One week ago last night, Choo Choo won one in the bottom half of the ninth inning for the New York Mets. Over the Cincinnati Reds with a home run. Here's a ground ball. Hits the bag. Bounce high in the air. Down the right field line. Choo Choo rounds first. He's heading for second. Kitty Hubs goes to second. Choo Choo slides in under a high throw. He's safe at second base. Choo Choo Coleman with another double. This one hits the bag. So the Mets have a base runner in second. One man out and Joe Christopher coming up. That was a slashing ground ball that hit the bag at first, bounded high over the head of Ernie Banks and on down the line and right. Second baseman Kenny Hubbs retrieved the ball through high to second and choo-choo. Slid in safely with a double. Now Charlie Metro is on his way to the mound. Charlie Metro on his way to the mound now. He has a right-hand batter here, Joe Christopher. He has a left-hand pitcher in there and he's going to go to the bullpen. Got all sorts of uh, business going in the bullpen right now, so we'll tell you in a moment who he's going to bring in. 
But that is all for Jim Brewer, who is out of the ball game now. Brewer was the fourth Cub pitcher of the day. Young George Gerberman started, relieved by Freddie Burdett, then Don Elston, Jim Brewer. Frank Thomas moves out to the on-deck circle now for the New York Mets. Conference up to mound as Charlie Metro is there with catcher Dick Bertel, Brewer, Ernie Banks has moved over. Joe Christopher leading on the bat there as Dusty Bogus, the umpire, has gone all the way out to the mound and is talking to Charlie Metro there. And it's going to be Bob Anderson as Jim Brewer goes out of the game. Jim Brewer is leaving the game, headed for the Cubs dugout. And blonde Bob Anderson has come on to relieve him here in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Charlie Metro turns and heads back toward the Cubs dugout now. Anderson now starts his warm-ups, working, uh, warming up here from a set position because he'll be working with a man on base. And he'll be facing Joe Christopher. Anderson is the fifth Cub hurler of the afternoon. Jim Brewer, of course, is responsible for Choo Choo, who is on at second base right now. This is the last home game of the season for the New York Mets here at the Polo Grounds. The Mets will be at County Stadium in Milwaukee on Tuesday night, in Milwaukee on Wednesday night. Thursday is off. Then they move into Chicago to Wrigley Field Friday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. And that concludes the season for the New York Mets. Bob Anderson has allowed eight warm-up tosses in a situation of this sort, coming on from the bullpen. Standing to one side, keeping count of them, is Dusty Bogus, the umpire. Signal's terminated. He has a couple more. Anderson has seen a great deal of relief duty this year for the Chicago Cubs. All right, that's his eighth warm-up toss, and Joe Christopher steps into the batter's box. Christopher has popped a second, flied to center, fouled off to first base, and lined into a double play. One man out. Scored tied, 1-1. Anderson into a set position. And here's the pitch to Christopher. Swung on it to ground ball. Going to short. Taken there by Rogers. A throw to first in time. There's no advance. On the ground ball, Choo-Choo Coleman. Forced to hold up a second. And so now it is up to Frank Thomas for the New York Mets. Thomas had a home run in the bottom half of the sixth. His 33rd home run of this season. He hit into a forced play in the first inning. Actually, it was the ground ball that was turned into a double play. 
He walked in the fourth, and he struck out in the eighth. Richie Ashburn has now come out on deck swinging a bat. Roger Craig is due up next for the Mets. And so Richie Ashburn is out swinging a bat. Bob Anderson comes set. Choo-choo leads. There's a breaking ball low and away, and it's ball one. Two men out in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Anderson looking in to get his side and catch a Dick Bertel. Again, he comes set. And the pitch. Gets on by. Comes past. Catch a Bertel to the backstop. And rounding third and holding there is Choo Choo Coleman. Anderson covering the plate. Takes the throw back from Bertel. But Choo Choo is holding at third base. It is scored as a wild pitch. Score it as a wild pitch. It is 2-0. It moves Choo-Choo Coleman from second to third. So now Frank Thomas steps back in with a count of two balls and no strikes. Anderson turns to work straight away with a runner on third. Pitch is outside. It's three balls and no strikes to Thomas. With Richie Ashburn kneeling in the on-deck circle as the prospective batter for Roger Craig, who up next. Here's a 3-0 pitch. One on and miss, strike one. It's three and one. Chuchu Coleman back to the bag at third. Bob Anderson now smoothing out the dirt there in front of the rubber. Looking in for his side from Dick Pertell. Has it, and here is a 3-1 pitch. Swung out and missed. Strike two. It's a full count now to Thomas in the bottom half of the ninth inning. The score is tied. 1-1. All season long, the Mets have been in closely competitive ball games, one-run ball games, extra-inning ball games. So this finale at the Polo Grounds is no exception to what we've seen all season long. One-one in the bottom of the ninth. Is a swing and a drive into left. It's in there for a base hit, and the ball game is over. Chuchu Coleman comes across the plate as Frank Thomas drives in the winning run, and the New York Mets win it by a score of two to one. Thomas with a line shot into left field. Choo-choo Coleman scoring from third, and the New York Mets have pulled it out in the bottom half of the ninth inning. So in the bottom half of the ninth, there were two men out when the winning run was scored. We'll be back in a moment with a final summary on totals. Right now, the final score of the ball game: the New York Mets 2 and the Chicago Cubs 1. Well, pipe smokers, relax in a man's world with Miles Sir Walter Raleigh. Sir Walter Raleigh is known as the brand of Grand Aroma, and you'll enjoy it from the very first pipeful. It's choice Kentucky Burley, extra age. Smells grand, packs right, smokes sweet, can't bite. Yes, choice Kentucky Burleys are extra aged to their peak of mildness to help you enjoy pipe smoking more. 
And Sir Walter Raleigh's pouch pack keeps tobacco 44% fresher. You can feel the tobacco is kept fresh and moist by the Sir Walter Raleigh pouch pack. The pouch is sturdy and flexible, too. Won't bulge your pocket. And for home or office, get Sir Walter Raleigh and the exclusive knob top vacuum pack canisters. Large economy size or the half canister. These humidor canisters keep Sir Walter Raleigh factory fresh. So, men, light up and enjoy today's game. With the quality pipe tobacco, Sir Walter Raleigh, in the pouch pack or the exclusive knob top canisters. Sir Walter Raleigh, the brand of Grand Aroma. With a recording playing all lang syne, we have completed the last game of the season here at the Polo Grounds. The New York Mets have won it for the Mets. Two runs on six hits and one error. For the Cubs, one run on three hits and three errors. Roger Craig gets the victory, his tenth victory of the season. So Craig becomes the first Mets pitcher to win ten games. And Frank Thomas drove in the winning run, scored by Choo Choo Coleman, who had doubled, scoring it in the bottom half of the ninth inning. So that just about brings us up to the end of the line for this afternoon. We'd like to thank our engineer, Joe Burnham, our statistician, Joe McDonald, our producer, Joe Gallagher, so right now, this is Lindsay Nelson speaking for Bob Murphy and for Ralph Kiner. Final score once again, the New York Mets 2, the Chicago Cubs 1. 